Good evening, and welcome to episode three of the Halfling's Luck podcast. So I was uh, doing a lot of thinking today while I was at work. Actually, it was really last night it popped into my head. Um, I've been running the Hero's Journey uh, weekly. We've been, we actually missed our first week last last Sunday because the guy who's housed hosts, he was sick. So we just passed for the week. But we've been running a solid campaign for almost two months now. And everyone, including myself, is very much enjoying it. But somehow I got it in my head last night that um, I really, really wanted to play 7C or Shadow Run, and um, that that tends to happen to me a lot. I'll have a really good campaign going, and then all of a sudden something will weasel its way into my brain, and I'll decide that I want to play something else entirely. And my first instinct is to shelve my entire current campaign and immediately dive with both feet into whatever has just jumped into my brain. And I'm sure there's there's plenty of other GMs who have been guilty of doing the same. And I have to say, uh, my general advice when it comes to that is don't. Um, it, it's really hard not to be excited about a new shiny thing or a shiny thing you loved the last time you played with it that you haven't pulled out in a while. But it's really unfair to your players as a GM to want to do that. Because they're invested in the story you've already told, and the story you've put all this time into, and they've put all this time into, and you've built. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't necessarily scratch that itch. If, uh, like for example, I'm running Hero's Journey, but I had a, a bug in my head to run 7C. So why not incorporate some swashbuckly elements into a session or two so I can get that fixed for myself and add a little bit of a change up to my campaign? I, I think that is the real key to not just all of a sudden feeling bored with my current campaign. Uh, I had an old player who used to call me the Mercurial GM because I was always jumping around to what I wanted to run. And uh, he said it affectionately, but uh, he had a really good point. And I think he was kind of telling me that he was disappointed that I always wanted to jump around because as soon as he was invested in whatever was going on, I would change my mind. Now, you can make the argument that... When a GM who constantly does that, maybe you as a player at the table should offer to take up the mantle for a bit, but whenever I'm at a table, I'm 95% of the time I'm the GM, DM, narrator, storyteller, whatever you want to call it. So it kind of falls to me to both have the right to determine the campaign we're going to play, but the responsibility to be willing to stick it through once people are invested in that campaign. And at the same time, um, the, the responsibility of if the players aren't having a good time to either course correct or maybe try a different game. You know, everyone playing in this this Hero's Journey game, none of them are OSR gamers. In fact, one person who's come to my table had never played a role-playing game before. She'd listened to Critical Role and was a fan of the show and wanted to try to play. So, of course, come to my table, roll dice, and... She sat down and she started playing, and everyone else at the table said, if we didn't know she'd never gamed before, we'd never know she'd never gamed before, which was a great compliment, you know, and, and, and it really made me very happy to hear that, and, and she felt very at home with the group very quickly, and they really gelled, and they, they really got something, and I think that is an important underlying element of my current campaign. And then to suddenly switch gears after everyone in this campaign obviously has never played Hero's Journey before, 2nd edition, 
And uh, so to switch gears on them for a totally different system like Shadowrun or 7C, in spite of my own knee-jerk and, you know, excite, sudden and seemingly inexplicable excitement, it's unfair to them on so many levels. And so I had to take a step back from that and realize that, but then recognize my own interests and, and find a way to find that balance because while your first job in my mind as a GM is to make sure your players are having fun, you're also one of the players. I mean, you need to be having fun as a GM too, otherwise it just becomes a job. And I used to work at my local gaming shop as a paid GM when it was a job. And after about six months of that, I didn't want to run a game ever again. And for about two years, I didn't. Um, it was a smart move. So everybody needs to be able to have fun at the table. Um, you need as a GM to be able to recognize what about your campaign and what you're running is allowing that fun to flourish. When your sense of fun changes, finds ways to balance that with the investment everyone has at the table currently. And find that balancing act uh, between being mercurial and being consistent so that you can create a, a, a satisfying experience for everybody, for lack of a better term. It, it's important, I mean, as a GM, your, your players should respect the amount of work you put into it. But also as a GM, you should respect the amount of investment the players have when they offer that up to your campaign. Now, if you're running something like a one-shot or a West Marches campaign, that's a little different. But um, we have an ongoing storyline, and there's a huge epic battle building, and there's a whole big through line that's been building since session one that evolved organically, but nevertheless has become the backbone of the campaign. So I feel it's unfair for me to play Chop Chop Surgeon and just rip that backbone out. Anyway, it was just something that was sticking in my head, and even after 30 years as, as running games, you know, it's an area where I can work at, and I can improve, and I think everyone can improve, and we can all grow as a GM and find ways to be better, both as active GMs and within the, the social contract of being a GM. Anyway, I just wanted to ramble a little bit about that and uh, get my thoughts out there. I'll talk to you guys later. This has been Halfling's Luck number three. Thanks for listening.